To think for yourself and question authority is not only your your uh, pleasure to think for yourself; it's your duty. You got to think for yourself in the information age. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash. Teaching people how to use their head. The point is that in order to use your head, you have to go out of your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. It's free your effing mind, the 2020 election episode. And this is very important. And not only can it be listened in 2020, you might be listening to this in 2024, still relevant because voting is still effed up in this country for sure. Four years from now, it's a mess in the U.S., an absolute mess. I voted yesterday, and this is how much of a mess that it is. I walked down to my local library, which is not open because of a pandemic. There's a ballot box in the parking lot of the library, and I wasn't sure if it was a real ballot box or not. I really thought it could have been a fake ballot box. I thought that, you know, once I put my ballot in there, it's going to get shipped to India or something. Or I thought maybe like a goblin would just jump out of the box and bite my face off. I wasn't sure what was going to happen because I don't trust the voting process for so many reasons. Democracy is laughable in the U.S. And we're supposed to be the model, right? We're supposed to be the force of democracy, the example of the country that got it right. Our forefathers came over here, they sat down, and we got it right. In fact, we like to force other countries to have the same democracy as us. We're like, hey, you guys should do what we do over here, okay? We're doing it. Uh, What do you you got, a monarch? What do you got, a king, an oligarchy? I don't even know what an oligarchy is, but we're like, you're all doing it wrong. Look at us. We're doing it the best. We got a choice between two lying rich bastards, and then when you drop your ballot into... A box, you know, you hope that it gets counted. Maybe. You hope that the USPS doesn't throw it in a dumpster or that a ballot box just isn't burned down with yours inside. That's the, that's the state of affairs right now. It's an embarrassing failure of this U.S. government for a country that prides itself on being a supposedly functioning participatory government in which all the citizens have an opportunity and the responsibility to directly elect your political representation of your choice. But yet the actual act of voting is complicated. It's precarious for so many Americans. I mean, if the right to vote is such a fundamental freedom of our democracy, why is it left up to you and me, the individual, to figure it out on our own? Why are we why do I often feel like it's all on me? I just got to hope it works. But that's just not going to happen because my government doesn't prioritize voting. We're living in the Stone Age when it comes to voting, to be real. There are some forward-thinking individuals out there putting forth some ideas, some changes in how we do things, maybe making Election Day a federal paid holiday, uh, allowing incarcerated people to vote, people that were previously incarcerated, to have voting rights, maybe free and accessible transportation to the polls, something like that. A way to provide feedback on the voting process so that we can get it all easy, get it routine, get it all together. Yeah, there's some changes being put out there. I want to talk about another change, and it has to do with technology. Why can't I vote with my damn phone? Why? I'm sitting with my phone here looking at it as I walk to the ballot box. I'm putting a piece of paper inside a ballot box. I might as well be a caveman 
dumping a clay tablet into a box voting for someone to rule my cave. Seriously, that's what I feel like. I have a smartphone in my hand that at the time I was listening to a podcast being recorded by a man who lives in Switzerland. I'm hearing his voice on my phone and yet I'm putting a piece of paper in a box to vote for the leader of my country. It doesn't make sense. I don't have to tell you, technology has come a long way. Why then is the way that we vote staying the same? I mean, we walk around with these tiny, incredible, powerful computers right in our pockets, right? What can you do with that phone? You can order a gun, adopt a kid. You can find somebody to live with, choose a health plan, choose a religion, choose a partner in life. I use this program called Paycom for, for when I work a regular job and it does everything. I'm signing documents with it. I'm making deposits into my bank with this damn thing. I'm buying and selling stocks with it. You can do anything with it. Yet, voting with your phone, even online voting, not available. Most people in the United States, what do they do? They show up at their polling place. They wait in line. They put pen onto paper. The lack of innovation and technological advancement in voting has never felt more pressing than this year, 2020, with a global pandemic keeping vulnerable populations cooped up. Concerns about reliability of mail-in ballots, obviously, due to a lack of funding for the postal service that we're all experiencing. Yes. How is that reliable? And why should I leave my house during a pandemic? The U.S. has actually uh, been trying to figure out internet voting since 2000. Well, they were anyways. Congress gave the Department of Defense the go-ahead to explore the technology for use by overseas military members. The Department of Defense then decided to kill the project after just four years, citing security concerns. About 14 countries have used some form of online voting, but Estonia was the first country to introduce permanent National internet voting. Did you know that? So we have an example of a country out there that's doing it. And I'll get into that, why it works in Estonia. Uh, What is Estonia, Jonesy? Is that a real place? Uh, It's a small Baltic state, (laughs) actually. Uh, Yes, it's small and Baltic. Uh, The only thing I know about Baltic is it's uh, one of the purple pieces of property on Monopoly, on the Monopoly board. Uh, Anyways, Estonia began online voting. Check this out in 2005. And iVoting, as they call it, have served in eight total elections. Since Estonia's online voting began, there have been no serious security issues. The technology and processes used are updated regularly based on technical advances and experiences from each and every election. Why does it work, though? What's going on there? Well, a crucial part of Estonia's system is that online voting is linked to the country's state-of-the-art electronic identity cards carried by every citizen and resident. Many people think that online voting is not going to work. Our government agencies, they have no confidence in online voting. But to that, I say, who gives a shit? My government? (laughs) Have you seen the technology my government uses? They have no confidence in online voting because... They actually just got online themselves, these morons. I mean, haven't you seen them? Didn't you hear like the Supreme Court or one of these places was still using CD-ROMs in like 2019? Are you out of your mind, government? The government has no confidence in online anything. What does my government know about online systems? Have you seen these morons question Mark Zuckerberg? They got no idea what they're talking about. They're like, Facebook, what is that? What, what is, what is Hey, 
Mr. Zuckerberg, when when my computer says uh, I got too much spam in there, what do I do? Y- you know, sometimes I get a poke, and I don't know what that means. I'm a dummy. This is what you get. You get old people in office. It's all a bunch of old idiots. Of course they have no confidence in online systems. Why would I leave it up to them in the first damn place? It's not up to them. It's up to us. The government also questions the integrity of this online voting system. In 2018, a study was published by the National Academies of Sciences and Engineering and Medicine, and they determined that paper ballots marked directly by voters were the only way to guarantee the integrity of an election. Um, And I don't believe that study at all. I don't know where this came from or who paid for it, but where are you getting that? Yeah, we determined that paper ballots marked directly by voters were the only way to guarantee the integrity of election. This is without even trying another option. You're just going to determine that? (laughs) Really? National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine? I'm supposed to trust you? Who paid for your study? Are you a bunch of old people as well over there doing this? I think so. Now, I don't believe for one minute my government... They don't have my best interest in mind. We have one individual in office right now who doesn't even want mail-in ballots to happen. This is an individual who wants to take away an option to vote. So why should we trust them when they tell us these options don't work? We're talking about an option that we have yet to even experiment really with on a big level. Not really. Just dabbled into it a little bit. We have an example of a country where it does work. Now, of course, the reason that it works there is because everybody has an identity card. So, But you can sort of see, okay, what's the kind of foundation we need to lay in order to have an online voting thing? It's possible. Why should I believe my government for one minute when they tell me that voting online isn't going to work, is not feasible? I have a president who just told me a few months ago, been telling us all summer, as a matter of fact, that... uh, Voting through the mail isn't reliable, okay? They'll tell you whatever they want if they think it's in their best interest is what I'm saying. Therefore, we shouldn't leave these decisions up to them. Hell no! It's not easy, of course. There are concerns. Voting online is an incredibly tricky proposition. It requires two qualities that are seemingly at odds. It's verification and anonymity, In order to deliver a ballot and ensure that the intended person is the one casting a vote, a voting system must confirm their identity first, but that verification cannot upset the integrity of a person's vote. Here's a quote from someone. Our requirement is that when you vote, no one should be able to tie a person to a ballot. This is considered to be an integral part of any legitimate democratic voting system as it prevents a person from being influenced by outside forces, or from selling their vote. I'm going to repeat that. This is considered the secret ballot is what they're talking about. You should be able to cast a ballot secretly. This person is saying, this is considered to be an integral part of any legitimate democratic voting system, as it prevents a person from being influenced by outside forces, or from selling their vote. I'm going to tell you right now, We have not always had the secret ballot. It is not an integral part of any legitimate democratic voting system. It is not. And the secret ballot does also does not prevent a person from being influenced by outside forces, nor from selling their vote. Do you think that my Facebook 
account doesn't know how I'm voting? Is there really a secret ballot anyways? Do you think my, I'll tell you right now, my Twitter knows who I'm voting for. My Google knows who I'm voting for. Facebook knows exactly who I'm voting for. And by the way, I'm registered as a Democrat. You can pay for a list of people who, in a particular area, what party they're registered to and which party they've actually donated to. You can pay for such lists. So is it really secret? Is it so important to keep it anonymous? Selling my vote? Who's buying votes? Is this like 1412 when there was only 700 people in your town and you could actually go around and give 300 people 10 bucks to vote for you? I don't think that's happening. You think people are approaching a housewife trying to bribe her to vote for one side or the other? Do you think that's really happening? Are you out of your mind? Don't think for one minute that these candidates don't have the data. They know what areas are voting for who. That's why they go visit these areas and they try to convince them otherwise. We know what states swing. Therefore, we spend more time there. We know what states Vote for Republicans traditionally. Vote for Democrats. All of this is public knowledge. There is no more secret voting, I'm sorry to inform you. That being the case, the two qualities that you need to make voting online happen, verification and anonymity, we don't need both of them. We just need the verification. So we've already cut the task in half. But Jonesy, are, are you sure we need to do away with the secret ballot? Do you know the history of the secret ballot? Do you know where it comes from? Do you know why we have it? The secret ballot is an Australian import. Did you know that? The right to vote in private without having to reveal your choice to anyone. This was implemented in the U.S. state by state starting in Massachusetts in 1888. And the idea came from Australia. Reformers argued that the secret voting would prevent the coercion and intimidation of newly enfranchised African-Americans specifically. It also made literacy a de facto requirement of voting. Southern states embraced the secret written ballot, which made it more difficult for illiterate former slaves to vote. Party bosses welcomed the secret ballot because it helped solidify a two-party system, a two-party system that I cannot stand. The Australian ballot, which was rapidly adopted across the U.S. in the 1890s, moved elections indoors into private booths in public buildings where voters would choose from a list of all candidates on a single state-produced ballot. It is the same voting system we use today. And it is archaic. People back then often voted in groups for whoever party that their bosses told them to. The secret ballot was meant to break this dependency. People were getting the shit kicked out of them, though, obviously. They were getting fired from their job. Things have changed, though. The very arguments that were so compelling in the late 19th century in favor of the secret ballot are actually beginning to appear outdated, really. Embarrassing that we still do it this way. 1890s. Do we do anything the same from the 1890s? We don't even screw the same. 1890s. Eat a pot pie in 1890. Eat a pot pie right now. We've made huge leaps, and that's just in the pot pie department. Another argument against the secret ballot is why? Are you ashamed of who you're voting for? Really? If you can't cry from the rooftops who you want to represent you proudly, confidently, then this isn't someone you should be voting for. It's like stepping up to the altar with that person you want to spend your life with. You want to tell everybody that you're in love. You want to tell everybody that you support this person and they support you. So the secret ballot can be done away with clearly and therefore 
Well, one objection to online voting or voting with your smartphone has been removed. We just have to get the verification system correct. And that's just a technological procedure. Another technological procedure is another concern of online voting. And it's a concern that's valid. And that is fixing elections, tampering with elections, hacking, hacking elections. When you move things into the digital realm, they can be hacked. Of course. How do you not be hacked? Well, you spend more money on a system. You spend so much money. You get the best people you can on the job to make it secure. These people are out there. A lot of them are out of work right now. They could use the money to make sure this system is secure. They could build an app and make it as secure as money can buy. Do you know that $10 billion is spent on this election? Just the functionality of the election. Where is that money going? It's going into all the infrastructure that going to a poll and voting on paper brings to the table. All of that postage, all that paper, the wastefulness of it. That's $10 billion. I'm pretty sure you could build a pretty secure app for $10 billion. I'm pretty sure you could build a pretty damn secure website that can authenticate individuals and do it well for $10 billion a year. I'm pretty sure. No, I don't call Silicon Valley my residence, but I'm pretty sure you can do that for $10 billion a year. But Jonesy, what about people that don't have a smartphone or don't have the internet? Well, they're all old and they should just not vote anyways. Who cares? (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. I want everybody to participate. Here's how you solve that. There are computers at every library. Free to use. I know because I see people using the free internet at libraries all the time. A lot of times it's homeless people, people that I want to stay far away with. I'm I'm definitely suspicious of them if you're using the internet at the library. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just some older people who don't have internet, don't have a computer. And that's fine. And now they can go and vote there if they'd like. We also have $10 billion that I remind you that we spend on the election. We could take a little bit of that money and get some volunteers as well that don't require any money to go door to door to the elderly with an iPad or some device and allow them to vote via an app right in their apartment or in their, their home, wherever they live. We have a billion volunteers working the polls already. You can send them out on the road with a laptop and they can go help these people cast their vote. They can help these people verify themselves on a secure online website and help them vote. Also, you get a verification email saying, yes, you voted and here's what your vote is. That way there's no chance somebody can vote in your place. You have a receipt, in other words, of when you voted and who the hell you voted for. Now, you're probably wondering, is there a startup company that's working on a system like this? Well, there is. My research showed me that there's a company called Votes, V-O-A-T-Z. They are a for-profit private mobile election voting application that started in 2016. They've been making inroads towards introducing internet voting, regardless of the warnings from security experts. Here's a statement from Votes. More than 35 million Americans have disabilities, which makes voting harder. Another 3 million U.S. citizens live abroad. Online voting would dramatically improve their ability to participate in our democracy. 
Already this year, West Virginia has taken an important step in this direction, opening the same electronic absentee voting options to disabled voters as those available to members of the military and other citizens residing abroad. Looking into the future, online voting would enhance our election system's resilience, helping diminish vulnerabilities. In recent years, for example, Hurricanes Sandy and Michael disrupted elections in 2012 and 2018. And then there was an outbreak, a coronavirus outbreak, which is disrupting our current election. Online voting is a journey. We are not close to finishing it. But as the saying goes, it always seems impossible until it's done. I agree. The benefits of online voting are many. I've mentioned a few of them in this piece. It's better to engage younger voters, busy workers, people living abroad, people that don't trust paper, people that can't leave their home, people that don't want to interact with other human beings because of COVID, herpes, or they're just plain ugly. There's so many benefits to voting online or with your smartphone. You can save on paper. Don't we want to save the trees, guys? Don't we? But what about all those volunteers? My grandmother has nothing to do in the fall, and she looks forward to going and volunteering at the local polls. Don't worry. We'll find grandma something to do. She can come referee one of my flag football games. The path toward Internet-based voting is still littered with obstacles. These will keep many people casting their votes in person, unfortunately, and via mail for the foreseeable future because we're living in the Stone Age. Despite being rife with issues of voter suppression, disenfranchisement, a broken down post office, a pandemic where we really shouldn't be gathering at such places called polls anyway. And there's not enough hand sanitizer in the world to make me feel good about walking into that booth. But yet it looks like we're so far from this smartphone or online voting. Many experts still have more faith in the old system with its flaws and all rather than trying an online voting system that is actually on the cutting edge of the future of a democracy, a high-tech democracy. What are my final thoughts on this? Well, I imagine a lot of you have already voted, but for those of you who have yet to vote, just make sure you do it in a more mindful way than you have before because there's so many obstacles between you and your ballot and the ballot being counted. So if you ordinarily just throw a stamp on it and chuck it in a mailbox, I would advise against that. There are other ways to make sure it securely gets to where it needs to. This year is very important, and your vote definitely needs to be counted. But for the future, if any of you are able to make apps or you're embedded in the tech world, maybe think about giving some of your time towards this issue. Why is there only one company that's working on this? If we're going to be the democracy of the future, then we are going to be a democracy that happens partially online. If you enjoyed this episode of Free Your Effing Mind, please tell a friend. Make sure you're subscribing to it on whatever podcatcher that you're using. You can check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash funnyjones if you'd like to support me. Follow me on Instagram at funnyjones where you can see where I'm performing stand-up comedy. I have a podcast called Weird AF News, which is a five-day-a-week weird news show. You can find more information on that at weirdafnews.com or by searching for Weird AF News on any of your podcast players. Same place you found Free Your F in Mind. You can get Weird AF News as well. You can get like five times the Jonesy. Oh, lastly, don't watch, don't follow, don't believe, and don't consume. <laughs>